there's this incredibly high expectation when it, when we use the word leadership. Like, you know, leaders are are always are always shining the bright light of of righteousness and so on. And it's like, you know what? At the moment, I'm like, you know what? Hun, I shouldn't have said that. Welcome to the Business of Parenting podcast. Tune in as we discuss the principles of successful parenting as a business professional. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of BOP, the Business of Parenting podcast, where I get to talk about anything and everything I want to talk about when it comes to parenting. I have an amazing guest with me today. I have the one, the only, the infamous Sean Armour. Hey, Sean, what's going on? How you doing, man? Good Lord, that's quite the introduction. <laughs> you know what, Sean? I was just thinking, like, I think I mess up your last name every single time I say it. <laughs> Tell me, just think ar- armor all, but change the all to ER. ER, armor. There you go. <laughs> Let's just go with I get, Sean. I get to do this stuff because we're butts, so it's cool. Um, Sean, thanks, man, for taking the time to jam with me today. This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I should have had my kid on this with should us. I, yeah, well, we may be talking about No, I'm just kidding. We'll talk all kinds <laughs> of fun stuff. Um, but no, look, to kick off today's podcast, um, I like to, you know how I like to kick off podcasts with little origin stories, right? You know, right. And, and this is the business of parenting. So, you know, I figure let's start off a little, you know, origin story of kind of how your family's structured and a little bit about what you do as far as, as business goes. And then we got some great topics, man, and we'll get right into it. So, so, t- so tell us a little bit about yourself, Sean. Um, going on 21 years in the business, uh, started off in the service drive, washing cars. It was supposed to be an in-between job for about three months, <laughs> 21 years later. Um, I have my own, um, BDC coaching and consulting business, and I essentially help, uh, dealerships in architecting revenue generating BDCs. Um, from a more personal perspective, um, I have a beautiful, beautiful 11 year old boy. His name is Mason. And um, unfortunately, when he was in the areas of three, four years old, um, I mean, it's it's not odd for people in the car business to 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 go through divorce or what have you, or separation or what have you. But um, yeah, so at around three or four years old, unfortunately, you know, I was a victim of uh, of my own ambitions to to make it in my ascent in the car industry. So I was doing like sixty, seventy hours a week. Uh, that created a rift and a lot of friction in my personal relationship. And unfortunately, um, that caused a, um, you know, a, a separation. So oh, yeah. since the age of uh, roughly around three years old, I've, I've been on my own. I mean, we co-parent. It's very functional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a, it's, it could definitely be tough at times, especially when you hit, you know, like the management level, the amount of pressure that's on you at the dealership to perform and what have you. And how can I still get in those 14, 15 hour days? Um, when does, when does little people that we're responsible for waiting for us? You know what? That's a, a really good point, right? Um, there is a lot of hours that have to get put into, you know, this business and it, it it's in the automotive industry. You're probably right. I, you know, I've done kind of just like a quick poll. I'd love if someone actually did a full study on this just to see, but I would be willing to bet that the well, divorce you know rate what? is a bit higher in the automotive industry, but then at their verticals. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm over here in Montreal, Canada. So um, I actually, um, to, only because you bring it up, I actually went a couple of years ago, actually, because I wanted to know if I was normal or not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago, I actually went on uh, Statistics Canada. Yeah. 
And I actually looked it up and no they said uh, there was actually many, many categories with regards to divorce and the most stressful jobs and what have you. Uh, with regards to being the most stressful, I guess you could say, ecosystem to, to operate in, uh, the car industry was top three. I and wouldn't surprise me one bit. That doesn't surprise mm -hmm. me one bit. Look, 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 we're in an industry of suck it up buttercup and checking out the door. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of... I think when I think back, you know, a lot of my other friends, what other career paths, you know, they chose to take and stuff like that. And, um, you know, automotive is just uh, it's a it's a tough it's a tough place to, to be in because, the you know, it doesn't necessarily teach you things like time management. You don't get taught things like that. Right. You, you know, it's it's like, hey, you got delivery. Uh, you got customers, customers sold a car, you sold a car and you're delivering it on Tuesday, but your day off, you're well, I'll see you here on Tuesday. Right. Like, that's, I mean, that's kind of the expectation. You know, yeah, so it's or, not or the infamous the infamous <laughs> three day VIP sale where absolutely Ooh, yes. everybody is required to be at the dealership for twelve hours for the next three days, regardless of if you had vacation planned or whatnot. You know, I, and I think there's been a bit of a shift in the industry. Um, I don't think it's necessarily as much as as much now as it was before of of how many hours you work, but how deep the hours you work are. Um, and I think that's a kind of a fundamental change. And that's something that I've had to kind of personally learn myself. I got to be honest with you. That was not the case. Like when I first started in the automotive industry, it was bell to bell every single day. Yeah. All right. On yeah. weekends, you know, yeah. if my customer needed me, I came in, you know, and I think the customer's expectations also changed a little bit. You know, I think people kind of respect the fact that like, no, I got my kids recite all the day. Okay, no problem. I'll come the next day to do the delivery. You know, I don't have, you don't, you don't hear customers going more. No, I want to pick it up that day. Right. But time management Correct. was definitely something that did not exist. And this is kind of a perfect segue into kind of our first topic, you know, because that's something that I had to teach myself, but then also turn around and realize how to teach my kids in a very different way. If I gave them their switch, they would just bug out for seven and a half hours and not manage their time in a great way. But but when it comes to work, we're the exact same way. So let's jam a little bit about time management, kind of how how your, you know, I guess, evolution of of education or experience in time management has has uh, for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I would assume that I'm not alone in this because I've spoken to many people and, and, and I, there's a very disturbing trend with regards to how do we even know that time management was required? Unfortunately, it, it comes wasn't. at a serious critical cost, whereas you, know, you, you hit rock bottom. Yes. You know, it's either you go through a divorce or, or you have this, this, this divorce type conversation or argument, or it's just your kids that literally look at you and say, daddy, I wish you were home more, which completely obliterates you. Oh man, that's tough. Um, so, and, and unfortunately what happens is by the time that people speak up, because when, when, when you're a high performer, you're, you need to be in that zone. You need to be working optimally, right? So you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to bang out 15 hours all week, and then I'm going to give whatever is left on the weekend to my kids. But then you, you get stuck in this, you know, as they're on the, on the swings or coming down, you know, the slide, you're, you're answering yes. emails. So, yeah, 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 son, that's great. That's great. And it just, you kind of get sucked into this vortex. So for me, what happened is um, like many people, I guess it just, I hit rock bottom. Um, rock bottom in a sense of, of it just created an absolute explosion. Um, so when that happens, um, you know, you, you kind of time management, like you said, was foreign to me. Time management is like, hey, well, we get forced I, into I don't, it. I don't, I don't stop when I'm tired. I stop when I'm done. 
Yeah, no, I, I w- I'm with you on that, right? And 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 look, I got to be honest with you. Look, I put this podcast out there because I am absolutely no expert. If I am an expert, I'm an expert in doing shit wrong. Um, but 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 I become more self aware, so I can actually acknowledge that I'm doing stuff wrong and try to learn from it. Right? Dude, I'll I'll be honest with you, 100. Time management is still something. You know, I still deal with it today. You know, I'm not an expert on it at all. There are still times where, to your point, you know, I'll be at a restaurant with the kids and that message just came in. And I'm like, underneath the table. I got it like down underneath the table. I'm like, I got to go to the washroom. I got to go to the bathroom for the 17th time. Can I go? But no, it's. To your point, but to your point, this is so. I think it's just a matter of just understanding, like, um, we're going to talk about work-life balance after. I yes. personally don't believe in the concept of you can be a person at work and a person, you know, in your personal life. I don't think we're two people. Um, but I think for me, time management is um, what helped, is w- what what needed to happen, actually, um, is putting things, dividing your day into segments, allowing yourself to disconnect for that one hour, that yeah, like hour that. and a half, because we are so fixated on instant gratification and immediate and customer experience. And the customer experience means I have to put my family secondary just to answer an email with regards to a question. Well, hey, listen, you know, I will absolutely get to it, but customer experience is not necessarily defined in a timeline. I mean, I'm not saying get back to the customer, whether it's service or sales or what have you, I'm not saying get back to them in 24 hours, but if I'm at the kid's soccer game, like I can answer this in an hour. I can answer this yes, in, in an hour I, and a half. I, I hear you. you, you can, right? But I, I just think we, we have this notion of time management. It's like this light switch where it's like on, off, on, off. Correct. On. And I don't necessarily, so I, I, I let my kids, you know, be very open with me. Like if uh, if they see me on the phone and they and they need me, it's like, dad, you need to get off. You've been on there for too long, right? And you know what I find is, and I see this happen a lot and it's okay, right? But I, I see parents like, kind of like, don't talk to me that way. You, you, you know, this is my business, not your business, right? And I, and, and I think time management is something that is fluent. You know, yes. there are times legitimate times right sean that we do need to take that bloody call yeah. you know and and i think and i look this could be the totally wrong <laughs> wrong way to perceive time management all right but i just I, I think time management has to be more of like an open conversation it's like where it's just like if i'm at that restaurant with the kids I say guys look this is what's going on by the way my kids know a lot of my clients names so they, they're kind of funny they're like oh is that mike and I'm like, uh, how'd you know? Well, because it's around dinner time. And Mike only seems to ever call you around dinner time. <laughs> and you know what, Jason? Listen, just, just, just to build off of that. And you know what? Absolutely not wrong. Because I find myself in the same situation. And this is what I was talking about before, about balancing it out. So instead of trying to separate yourself into two people, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly. not no coach, but it, it's worked. But instead of separating yourself, trying to merge them together in a playful manner. Like I've started to slowly, because I do um, most of my coaching right now during the pandemic has been virtual. Yes. There is a number of times that my son at the beginning of, of the coaching, because uh, I coach, you know, some of these people like three times a week for five months. So they kind of indirectly become a part of my life, a part of a part of my process, right? So what happens is that 
my, my son Mason, he's actually spoken to many of them and he's actually on a first name basis with them. So it kind of makes, when you share that experience, when you get when them involved ones, yes. Yeah. When you kind of, you kind of empowering them in a certain sense that they understand that, Hey, look, daddy right now is doing work. He has, you know, like you said before, great, great, great um, recommendation that you had. Um, the discipline is that if they really truly need you, they have access to you. Well, and I think that's the key, right? And but that has to be an open conversation, right? Correct. You know, like I let my kids know that look, they all know that I live a busy life, and they all know that I'm running multiple businesses. All right, uh, but they also do know that if they just need to kind of tug and say, "I need eye to eye time right now," correct. It doesn't matter who the hell is calling. It does. They trump. They have the trump card. It's almost like they can pull out the kid card and say, "Dad, here's yeah. my card." And I'm like, e "Phone, <laughs> throw it away." And it's and it's, <laughs> and it's and it's quite interesting because it's actually doing two things if you really think about it. So our time management could potentially be teaching them time management as well. Well, that's what I'm hoping it is. Now, now there are times that I. I think I call, it's not time management. Maybe it's kind of time prioritization. Like I'm prioritizing sure. my time, not necessarily managing my time, right? Like I'm sure. thinking like, you know, there are, so, you know, this is a hack. I've talked about this in many other podcasts and stuff like that, but it's one of my favorite hacks is that I schedule between six to eight kids play time. Now somewhere in between their dinner usually ends up happening too. But since I put that into my, my calendar, my phone, it goes to do not disturb mode. All right. So I don't get notifications. I don't get phone calls. I don't get text messages. You know, it's, it is just, it is just that dedicated time. So it allows me to be, you know, you know, eye to eye with, you know, whatever, whatever they potentially need. Um, let's, let's, let's move into a little bit about uh, work-life balance. Cause we were talking a little bit about that. And I want to, you know, look, I, I hate, I hate the term, to be honest with you. I really do. Um, yeah, but so we, do we need to balance, you know, work and parenting, so I love the fact that you, the way you quoted this was kind of different. Most people go, you know, balance work life, and like you, you, you actually says balance work and parenting. Um, <laughs> so I guess parenting must be your life. Uh, but let's let, let's jam a little bit about that. Like, how do you approach that balance? Um, I can through a broad spectrum of resource or reading material, I should say. So I've kind of. Um, been on a mission lately, last couple of years, uh, to recalibrate my thought process. Um, I, I think it's part of our evolution. Every day we evolve as human beings, and I believe that our thought processes need to evolve as well with regards to what got us here won't get us there. In my particular case, um, I find, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, my when I was under the rooftop and I had my employees and now today mm -hmm. the coaching... I don't want to necessarily call them children, um, but more the lessons. And, uh, you know, my child, my relationship with my child has really taught me how to actually be better at work, whether it's yes. being more patient, sitting down and allowing him to speak, um, obviously uh, speak, you know, b before I speak, right? Just mm -hmm. give him, give him that space. And, and most importantly, you know, a child's communication at 12 years old is not the same as an adult communication at 20, 30, 40 years old. Well, hopefully not, well, right? Well, Sean, I so, don't know. So, I think I've... Mm, 
I, well, I know, I know, but I'm just trying to we've be managed, We've managed some sales teams that I think would be pretty yeah. no. I'm sorry, I'm, go, I'm ahead, being, go ahead, go ahead. Well, then fine, but if, if, if you can manage a conversation um, from a 12-year-old that's more oftentimes not incoherent or has something to do with Fortnite, you know, if you're able to kind of connect those dots with, okay, let me try and figure out what he's trying to say as opposed to me going, no, no, I don't understand. Say it differently. Well, it's for me to try and decipher the code. And through doing that repetitively, uh, through active listening, um, active listening, which is so if I understand correctly, you feel that or if I understand correctly, when I said this, it made you feel this way. And to see them light up, what I would do is I would actually start to apply that over into my professional life. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, whether you're an adult or whether you're a child, communication is communication. Effective communication is communication. So if you're able to, to, to effectively communicate and take in ideas as well as give ideas to, to a 12-year-old, well, that completely, absolutely transitions into your professional life. Well, and I, I think we, we try to separate the professional life and the personal life um, well, that's the problem. Like, and, 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 and I, there you go. See, I think there's the problem. You know, like, I, I, I love what you're saying as far as there's a lot of nuances, all right, about parenting that is 100% relevant as far as, you know, how we manage teams and how we run and operate our businesses. And this is one of the reasons I started the podcast, because there was just so many similarities. And, Absolutely. you know, and, and but once I've kind of took on parenting and I treated it like a business, which look, I get, man, this is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way when I say this, you know, but I keep like a, a, a mental PL statement on my, on my children. I mean, I look, I, I, I look at it this way. Look, and this sounds, it is what it is. And I don't care if you don't like it or not, uh, or anybody out there watching. I know Sean will like it though. Um, but, um, I got 18 years to put a product out to the market and the market's going to determine if they're going to be a dick or not, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's my responsibility. It's my responsibility as a, as a business owner or parent a parent operating within the business of parenting that you know i i need to develop i need to coach i need to lead all right this individual so that i can then put them out to market and the they they can deal with whatever the market throws at them i just don't think we do that enough anymore it's like and i'm not saying when i'm not gonna let them be kids you know i mean you know i was thinking when i was growing up you know my dad actually had me read PL statements around the age of 12 and 13 you know and it's like, i'm not saying i'm doing that right <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about leadership because i think there's there's a, a large correlation between uh how we lead it within our business life and also how we lead within our our parenting business uh, i'd love to get your take on it be the inspiration um, when you're talking about leadership, whether it's with my son or whether it's with my teams or whether it's with the numerous BDCs that I've built um, over 20 years under the rooftop and now on my own, you need to be the change that you wish to see upon the world. The I believe Gandhi said that, but be the change you wish to see, right? So um, if let's just say you have to be self-aware, you said it before, and I'm so happy that you said that because I'm going to come back to it. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of emotional intelligence and not emotional intelligence in the sense that a lot of people think that, well, control how much you cry. And, and nah, that's not what emotional intelligence no, is. No, so no. The, in order to be an effective leader, you need emotional intelligence. I mean, any, any real leader, today's thought leaders, it, it, 
it's it's the one true trait of effective leadership. Now, within emotional intelligence, conversely, what's funny is that it's very much more about your self-awareness as opposed to other people. It has more to do with yourself and how you see the world and other people. So when we're talking about leadership, I am self-aware. Now, what that means is that it's the little things. When I'm driving to my son's soccer game, um, if, there's a, if there's a car that's a little bit slow mm-hmm, in front, mm-hmm. Am I on the blower? You know, am I like swearing? Do I forget that my son is there because I'm so consumed by my emotions that I can't control them? I'm I'm yelling at the window like, get out of the way. Like we're actually, this is what he's seeing. This is what he's subject to. So to your point, if this is the the, the conduct among all others, but if this is the conduct that that I'm displaying um, to my son with regards to this is the right way to lead. This is the right way to be with people. Mm-hmm. What kind of people are we putting out into the world? To your point before, and you know what? And I have to admit that um, as as a leader, and I'm listening to to you talk, and I I totally laid on the horn the other day why my daughter was in the car, you know, and I think I probably said dumbass or something like that. And it, sure enough, she said, "Yeah, Dad, what a dumbass." And I'm like. <sighs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> you know but but yeah but i'm thinking t- you know what though uh, there's this there's this incredibly high expectation when it when we use the word leadership like you know leaders are are always are always shining the bright light of of righteousness and so on and it's like you know what at the moment i'm like you know what hon i shouldn't have said that that was not the right thing to say and i find that you know, over my career, some of the best leaders I've ever worked uh, worked with were the ones that were self-aware enough and emotionally intelligent enough to acknowledge the fact that they made a mistake. And I will, I'll own it. I'll talk about it, right? And Correct. I find, you know, for a lot of my my kids' friends is that, and even my kids, that is probably one of the biggest things they actually struggle with is owning a mistake, you know, it's, it's, and then I, when I was a kid, I was probably the same way. It's like, let's shove it underneath. Let's just shove it underneath the bed. <laughs> it didn't happen, yeah. you know? Um, but, but how do we maintain that kind of, I guess, constant mindset of that? Hey, we're, you know, no matter what we're doing, where we are, we're constantly leading our children. That's- it is a constant um, <laughs> process of disrupting our current mindset every single day. And I know this is going to sound a bit extreme, but I think about what I think about what I think about. We are, we're, we're in a con as human beings, we're in a constant state of transition, a constant state of evolution. So, you know, my goal is to be better than I was yesterday. That's it. I'm in competition with nobody. So, you know what, checking yourself and, and, and first of all, that our kids look at us as, you know, that this God sent, um, like they could do no wrong. Well, when we make mistakes, or like you said, when you're laying it out on the horn and then, you know, you, you come to think about like, okay, maybe I should have done that. It's a perfect opportunity, a tangible um, example of how to sit with your child and say, listen, mm-hmm. you know, daddy was wrong. I kind of lost my cool. This is why. So it's a perfect opportunity actually to speak about emotions and to speak about you know how to control them and 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 um marshall goldsmith actually has a book called triggers that i that i read twice and i recommend that reading book to a lot of people because before the emotion blows up 
Yes. There's, there's what we call triggers. What was the trigger five minutes before you were blowing the horn? Because I'm sure, uh, listen, Jason, I've known you for a while. You're not a bad guy, right? So what would make you really blow the horn and call someone an a-hole? I mean, I don't think you wake up in the morning wanting to call somebody <laughs> an a-hole, but I'm just saying no. right <laughs> prior to like being on the horn, there were certain triggers maybe sure. in your mind was going so fast. Like, Oh, when I get to the, the, the soccer field, I'm going to return this email and I'm going to do this and I have to make this call. Then I have to look at my son. Like we're just constantly in the moment, but not in the moment. And, no, and that's, it's, that's it's about point. just slowing down and living in the moment. Look, I, I, I'd be the first one to admit that there are a lot of things that trigger me and it's definitely been a discussion around the house uh recently and um you know i i you know i've admitted to you I mean, it, emotional intelligence is not something that comes to me naturally um you know i i i grew up in a house that was go with the flow then i went into a business that was suck it up buttercup um and so so i became a parent and i'm like what i have to be emotionally aware of other people's emotions and how they might yeah. trigger or affect my emotions. What the hell is this parenting crap? I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Um, but it is but it's that, probably one of the biggest challenges I've ever taken. Sorry, go ahead. That, and, and in my personal opinion, um, that to me stems from the destruction of the nuclear family. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, mom was at home, dad went out, we had her siblings, you know, Oftentimes our siblings went to school with us. We were all surrounded by family. When we were going home, we knew we were going home. We were gonna open the door to that sm that, that fresh yes. smell of, of apple pie or whatever mom was cooking up from grandma's old school recipe book that was all beat up. Um, so there was just this notion of comfort. There was this notion of an environment of trust and safety. Um, so later on, um, due to, I guess, ambition and, and, and people wanting to evolve and, 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 and women rightfully finding their place as CEOs and presidents, absolutely. Um, so what, what I feel happened is that when that nuclear nucleus kind of broke apart mm -hmm. and then the divorce rate started to go north of 50%, well, yeah, absolutely. When 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 that emotional um, support system is no longer at home because it's spent, you know, in dinners are now microwave dinners yep. or McDonald's and we just give them an iPad and here, I'll be right back and answer my emails. So what happened is slowly but surely, I, I, I think that it's the the erosion of the nuclear family that has caused where we're at now. But again, to your point, I'm optimistic Absolutely. because we're talking about it now. And you know, it, well, how do we battle that? I think that's the question is how we battle that. And I'm listening to you and I'd love to kind of get your take. I, I believe that we're in the era of intentional parenting, um, not accidental and not just kind of like what happens happens. Um, we have to have this like constant mindset mindset around intentionality. Like we need to be intentional with our time. We need to be intentional with our words. We need to be intentional with our actions. Yeah, I gotta be honest, that's a little fucking exhausting. Um, <laughs> but I'd love to kind of get your take on this and how do we maintain that type of mindset? I love that. So I'm gonna go back to attaching parenting with professional life. Mm -hmm. We need when we're talking about time management, and this is my opinion, of course, but when we're talking about time management, what has worked for me is be in the moment. Mm. 
Mm. Be intentional. Instead of having a conversation with regards to, hey, what level are you on on Fortnite? Or, hey, did you beat that game? Or how much fun was that? Why don't we have real conversations? Um, I have had to have lately tough conversations uh, with my child, um, but it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my case, I would ask, hey, Mace, let's just have a conversation, like a father and son kind of conversation. You know, outside, you know, it doesn't have to be like a boardroom meeting, (laughs) but but outside. and, And I would literally ask him the tough questions. Like, hey, Mason, listen, if you had a magic wand, what would you wish Papa would do more with you? (laughs) Or, you know, if you could change something, you know, um, what would that be? Or how, well, when they get older, how can I become a better parent? You know, do I spend enough, do you feel I spend enough time with you? You know, are the activities that we do fun for you? Or is it just something I have in my head just to kind of fit in time to say, I did something with my son? snap a picture post on social media so everybody could see i was the father of the year for exactly three seconds of that moment <laughs> right so, exactly. no but it's true no, but you're 100 right and it's i love true. no but and I, and I love the fact that you you bring being bringing up being in the moment right um because i'm, I'm horrible about being in the moment i am my brain is literally focusing on the next 12 steps that need to happen for me to consistently execute the day that i need to execute right and you know it's funny when you were saying that because i was thinking you know i've done over 500 podcasts you know, I've had the opportunity to talk to some in- incredibly successful people, uh, people that are successful now, people that are pushing hard to be successful, people that have retired from being successful. Like, I just, I've had that opportunity. I, I will tell you this, that I would say some of the most successful people I've had the opportunity to interview with at this very, very high level had this uncandid ability. It's almost kind of unnatural, I'd be, I got to be honest with you, where it's like, they're just in that moment, I'll give you an example. I was doing I was doing a podcast with the CEO of Hyundai, and um, I, I messed something up. I, I forgot to hit the record button. Um, one of the biggest things you not to do when you do a podcast, yeah, I was right? Just like, like one of the I'm biggest not things you're supposed to do not when you you know when you when you do a podcast. And I looked down and I'm like, I didn't hit the red button, you know. And I like, dude, this took months to organize in the first place, right? He said, No problem. Got on his phone. Okay, I moved my meeting. Let's go ahead and restart. You know, but like he, he, his intent was like, no, this is this is my moment. This is where I am. This is what I am. It doesn't matter. Like, you right. know, I, I got to I got to plan my trip to Korea in a few days. And I got to I got, you know, 117 dealerships yelling at me for whatever this is. So like, <laughs> you know, It was like, no, it was being in that moment. And I just it's not something that is natural for me. And I love and to find out how it's how you how you're able to do it. Reading. You know, I mention okay. it a lot right. on, on a lot of podcasts and I'm always on the reading, reading, reading. And believe me, believe me, by any stretch, one of the things that I'd like to improve in my life eventually is my academic pedigree. So when I say I read a lot, I read tremendously, like almost one. I try and get two books a month, um, wow. but it's definitely it's definitely one. And this is not you know, to be patronizing and it's not to look down on people. It's about me. It's about recalibrating my thought process and replacing the concept and ideas that were instilled in me that no longer serve me. Now, I'm not saying my parents did a bad job or my mom, I should say, because dad left when I was young. Um, But take what serves you. And and, and, and number two, and I want to tell this directly to you, Jason, you got to be 
more kind with yourself. You got to be more patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that you're trying to become a better person and you have like, regardless of if, like you said, you know, you run your parenting like it's a company. Well then if, as long as it works and nobody's in danger and you don't, you know, you don't stop anybody or it doesn't hurt anyone. Well then that's the right thing to do. There's no book to parenting. If it, if you found a system that no, works. But I love the fact that you make, that you brought up uh, commitment to, to educating yourself. Um, well, constantly. It every is, it's right. It's, it's like, it, how can I expect myself to get better at something if I'm not necessarily going to educate and evolve myself, right? And, and no one's going to do it for me. I have to do it for myself. And I'm horrible at reading books, um, but I, mean, no, I love. I know, but, but, no, but, but I love. But, but you're whether, right, whether though. It's, whether it's books or shows like this, I can't use that excuse, right? I can't use the excuse that I'm just bad at something, and that's hence correct. the reason why I'm not going to do it. You know, it's like no. To your point, like if you know, if if, if I wanted to be, um, if I want to be better in business, which I do, I'll, I'll, I'll read business books, and I have. So why the hell am I not convinced? Look, man, I love this. Look, I, it, look, we're at the tail end of our time, and I'm pretty confident we could probably jam for at least another hour. Or so. <laughs> Um, and we'll have to do this again for sure. But I like that because I think it's a great place for us to kind of, you know, leave off today's conversation is just, just making that commitment to yourself to continue to improve yourself. If this was a business, it's exactly what you would do, you know, but in parent, but it comes to parenting and it's like, you're right. We, we just need to make that commitment and, and reading and learning, listening to podcasts, audiobooks, reading books, you know, just constantly pushing ourselves I, I think that's awesome, man. Hey, for everyone out there that's watching and listening right now, I would love to maybe connect with you and follow along with your journey. What's the best way to do so? Uh, well, right now, because of the beautiful technology, you could just scan that card right there. Um, if not, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or you can go to my be my website, bdcalchemy.com. Dude, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to jam. Thanks today. for having me. I really appreciate it. And the last thing I'm going to say to, to you, especially, because uh, you're a very busy guy, fail hard, fail often, but fail forward. Dude, thank you, man. You have yourself a great one. Appreciate it, Sean. Good, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Business of Parenting podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.